that and see what it said. It sounds familiar. Now you've got uh, a robot to tell you how to how to sound smarter. Wonderful. 2023. All right, boys. I'm not gonna be able to chat, but I'll uh I'll let you boys uh hash out whatever y'all need to hash out amongst you dads. All right, sounds good. Do I need to restart the recording? Will you be able no, to edit that later? No, please? you'll be you'll be just fine. I'll be able to edit it out, but I think even just given the given the gents little background uh minute and thirty second intro is fine by me. They, right, always, man. they always clamor for content. So Father. The people always clamor for content, so we'll give it to them. They love it. Yeah, they love to hear the you gotta you got you gotta know what's going on backstage. Sometimes. You have to. You have to. A little peek behind the curtain is good for everybody once in a while. Oh, love it. I love to peek behind All the right, curtain. Boys. Have a good Thursday night. Thanks, Daddy Pod Drive Father. Safe, Dad. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Dad's after dark getting a little dad help from Pete Bach. Thanks, man. Had a we had a little uh, Zoom Zoom call terrorism, but uh, I think we've got it recorded now. So I think we're 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 good to just kind of jump in and start rolling. Jonathan, how you feeling, Dad? Let's do it. I'm uh, I'm feeling fine. We might have some hills of Tennessee. T-Mobile's not the number one cellular network in this area terrorism, but but we'll see. Uh, for now, you're coming in clear. I hope I'm coming through clear, and we'll just deal with it. But whether it's uh, five minutes or fifty, I I always like to. To, to chat football with you so uh anyways you you reached out to me yesterday maybe or maybe even today it's all kind of a blur and just said hey it's been too long we should do this and we figured why not tonight so uh i know you had a, a couple of couple of different things that you wanted to, to chat about but what's what's top of mind for you today well hey top of mind i think we should go uh did you happen to, it was uh the trade was made after we decided we were going to do this zoom call but did you see uh, was it uh, Bort and Canute made a trade today, getting Bort a uh, running back that he can start playing so he can try to take Bach out of his bye week spot this week? Oh, really? No, I haven't seen this. Tell me. Oh, all right. He uh, he acquired Devin Singletary, which I think is a great get. Um, let's see. I'll go look at the. Uh, oh, that's that's disappointing. When I was talking Austin Eckler earlier, I was hoping he'd go get like a tier one guy, but. Sure. Uh, Singletary had a big week last week, right? I think he put up 30 and uh, I, I don't know, probably career week, but yeah, he was RB two last week, scored 23.6 points. Um, and I'm, he, I guess he's the guy there now, right? I mean, Damian Pierce is beat up and was playing like garbage anyway. Okay. Well, <laughs> if all he needs to do is be the guy weeks 15 through 17. And I guess today or this weekend, uh, to hopefully, give somebody else a shot at that first round by. So, uh, okay. Well, uh, good on Canute. Uh, what did he get back? Yeah. Right away. When I saw the trade, I was like, I was like, Oh, that, like, oh, you, like, man, I might've paid more for Singletary. And as I'm thinking about it, but then I'm like, you know what? It's good for the league. I didn't even, they even cross my right, my mind right away. But I mean, uh, Bort didn't have a running back really. Cause Kamara was on by, he was, uh, yeah, he, he had, um, a backup Spears, I think it was Tyler in his Spears, RB yeah. spot. And uh, so, yeah, he, he ended up getting a deal done where he didn't have to give up too much. I mean, he gave up Dan's second. So uh, he gave up a second for this year, but he got Singletary and a third back. So he really just moved back around in the 24 draft and acquired Singletary. That's a pretty good price for a guy who was RB2 last week. And, you know, the Texans, holy cow, man, CJ Stroud is spreading the ball around. If you can pass the ball like that, it just opens up the running game for even a guy like Singletary who 
it has no history of greatness, but in, until last week. Yeah, interesting. Um, I, I guess that move makes sense for both Canute still young and, you know, surprisingly competitive earlier in the season, but uh, I know he's still thinking long-term. So I suppose he's Singletary is not a part of the long-term plans. If he can turn a third into a second, uh, maybe a couple seconds into a first down the road or, you know, do what he does and just own half of the second round. Uh, I can see how that makes sense for both parties, but feels like uh, an overpay for Devin Singletary. If it weren't for a, you know, a very much need to try to, you know, improve my starting lineup this week and maybe shore up a little bit of running back depth going into the, the, the playoffs here. So yeah, I think it makes sense. I like the trade. Yeah. I like the trade too. I don't know if it's that much of an overpay. All he did was move back around. Um, and he's got a guy who might, who might stick in that spot. He's got Kamara too. Um, well, and then Jonathan, you're driving. So you probably didn't see this either, but um, uh, I guess I don't know which part I should start off with, whether uh, Bort not starting Burrow or the fact that Burrow went down with an injury. Yeah. yeah, I knew he wasn't starting Burrow, but I saw Mark Andrews, it seemed like five minutes into the game. And then I got another alert that said Burrow was out. So yeah, just a terrible start to, to week 11. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I was, I been, uh, in and out doing dad stuff, putting kids down to bed and watching the game. And I, I just turned it on right as he was walking to the locker room. So I backed it up 30 or 40 seconds and they were showing a clip of him on the sideline trying to throw a football and he couldn't even do it. He was in, he kind of keeled over in pain, just trying to throw a football. So, uh, I think, uh, Joe Burrow owners are a little nervous, but, uh, Bort is in, as good a shape as, as any owner would be losing a quarterback right now with, with Dak Prescott and Sam Howell, again, not what he wants, but he's, he was starting Prescott and uh, Howell anyway, he's, he's a matchups guy and Burrow doesn't really have a great, he doesn't have a great playoff matchups anyway. Interesting. Well, or I was being a bit facetious earlier in the general channel, but offer still stands. If you want Austin Eckler or Joe Burrow and, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. I, I had reached out because everybody knows I'm I'm QB needy, and and now I'm a little bit better thanks to you. And we can talk about that in a minute. But I had reached out to board about Howell, thinking he's you know, clearly you know number three in his depth chart with uh, Dak and Burrow, both you know right now and long term. And uh, he just kind of laughed me out of the room. And I'm I'm sure I started a little too low. I don't remember what it was, but uh, he just laughed me out. He said, "Are you? Do you mean?" QB three overall, Sam Howell. And I was like, you mean your, your third QB? He said, no, overall quarterback three. So I haven't validated that. Maybe he was just blowing smoke on that number. But if that's true, like what a surprise, at least for me. I mean, I uh, not only did I not see that coming, but I didn't realize that that was happening, uh, that he was putting up those kind of numbers, uh, even if it's just fantasy numbers. I don't know how, how great he's been in real life, but uh, good for you, Bort. Um, good for you. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he's on pace to set records for passing attempts and sacks. I'm I'm pretty sure it's kind of that that's kind of the storyline for him. Um yeah. but yeah, so so anyway, Bort is in okay shape, even though Burrow went down. He would have gotten nine points out of Burrow, so that's not enough to compete with Ben. But obviously the problem is with Bort in this week trying to beat Ben is he's got uh uh, Chase in his lineup, of course, who's right now sitting at two points, and it's not looking like it's going to get much better with Browning in there. So, a deuce so. for Uno, huh? No good. Okay. 
Yep. And uh, he's got one quarter left to play here. So that's where we're sitting as we speak. Um, but hey, since we're talking, so so that's that trade. Um, also kind of appropriate that we did a podcast since we just connected on a trade. Da-da-da. That was my, yes, that was my, yeah. that was my fun. Like we just did a trade music. Yeah, I like it. I, I was trying to think uh, like quickly what that, uh, I was thinking the sports center, but I really wanted to do that. Like whatever they do on like draft night. And I, uh, the, the trade yeah, the, is in, the, oh, I don't remember. Uh, oh, that's how, yeah. I got the jingle in my head, but I don't think I can say, yeah, I can't. Yeah. It's in my head, but I can't do it. It's like bells. Should we just, keep dead air until you can figure it out or should we <laughs> yeah i think that, i think that's best um yeah no, so... well i uh i i'd love to talk about our deal because we've not really talked like post-mortem about it it mm-hmm. happened fairly quickly um i don't remember who reached out first did did you offer up golf first or did i ask about him i, I really don't remember you know i think i came to you first i was shopping him around a little bit and i so i'm like well yeah i'm like yeah so i was like i might as well go to jonathan and see i know he needs a quarterback so i better at least let him get in the bidding here um yeah i had a couple other teams i had talked about and um i swift was one of the like i had had a couple running backs i was considering i'm like and i'm like if i'm gonna so yeah I, i i reached out to you first to answer your question okay gotcha okay so maybe let's start by just saying the trade I, I got Jared Goff and a, I think a way future, like a 26 second rounder. And I gave you back Daniel Jones, who's on IR for the year, DeAndre Swift, and uh, the young hotness in them Baltimore streets, Keaton Mitchell. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and, uh, and like a fourth uh, round pick or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. because I gave one to Jeremy for, for free. So I wanted one back. <laughs> <laughs> okay gotcha so uh yeah i i mean it, it's pretty straightforward from my side i i need a quarterback uh aside from like uh a pretty spontaneous will levis promotion two weeks ago i had no healthy quarterbacks i guess Taysom hill technically could have been in the, the position but uh I'm, I'm second place in victory points i think second place in overall points scored somehow i've managed to uh do very well with um basically uh, half, you know, games of Anthony Richardson, terrible Daniel Jones games and Tyrod Taylor until he was killed again. So, um, I, I think I can compete now and I, I need quarterbacks. Honestly, I, I don't want to be done. I'd love to get another, uh, quarterback that can help me win this year, but Goff was uh, a very reliable piece for me. And, uh, obviously I think I have the, the, uh, the most depth from the running back position standpoint. And so when I look at my heavy hitters, even though Bijan's not getting the workload I'd like right now, he's not going anywhere. So it's Bijan, JT, Eckler, McCaffrey. So Swift's my fifth RB. Um, Kyron Williams honestly put up similar numbers of Swift this year, maybe even better. So like I've got a ton of depth, could afford to trade him. And Keaton Mitchell's still on my practice squad. So I like the explosivity that I've seen the last couple of weeks, but he wasn't probably going to start over any of those guys. So uh, for me, I think I, I told you this the other day too, like I don't often make trades where I think I'm losing uh, value in the deal, but this was very much something I needed to do to like continue to try to compete this year. And, and frankly, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about Daniel Jones's future. I know that the Giants just paid him 
way too much money, but they have a very clear path to being top three overall draft pick next year. And if you're that bad and Jones looked as questionable as he did, uh, you know, I know, I think Dable won coach of the year last year, but he, I mean, it, they just look a disaster right now. So, I mean, everything's on the table, I think in New York uh, and be hard to pass up a, a, a somewhat generational talented quarterback if uh, if a guy they like is there so anyways I thought that there was enough uncertainty in DJ's future that um, that I felt like comfortable making the move but obviously you probably weighed a lot of those things too so I'm, I'm curious to hear your side of the, the deal making knowing that you still have two healthy quarterbacks and you're you're uh, holding on to the seventh playoff spot and obviously still trying to compete this year. Yep, and that's that's exactly it. That number seven playoff spot. I'm very aware that I'm at the bottom of the food chain when it comes to the playoffs. But nonetheless, I think I was looking at it and I think I'm in. Like I, you know, again, you famous last words, right? But I was looking at the math and I'm I think I'm well over a hundred points um above the next guy for points. So it would take a lot for that. Um I'm playing uh a tanker this week. I think I'm playing a tanker next week. So that's at least four victory points there. I just don't see myself getting, yeah. getting jumped by victory points or points. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in that spot. So from that yeah. standpoint, being, a, being in the playoffs, great news, being the worst playoff team, not such great news. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta risk it for the biscuit here. And as much as I would love to hold on to three quarterbacks and have that security, I can't really afford that if I want to try to win. And right now, the best team in the league in the playoffs is the team that's going to end the league. So I'm like, I got, you know, like, I got to go for it. And if, if I, so if, uh, and if Bort wins, can beat Ben and you can jump him for first place, I'm probably playing Ben week one. So I'm like, okay, I, I want to put a team together. I, I want to be the hero and knock Ben out right away. I'd love that. So, uh, so DeAndre Swift, uh, I was looking for running backs who had good playoff matchups that also would bring me dynasty value. DeAndre Swift checked all those boxes. There were there was one other running back that I that may have checked more boxes as far as the dynasty value. I would have liked more, but um, it didn't work out with that with that owner and uh, that's fine. I'm I'm happy to have Swift and um, and then yeah, uh, DJ cannot believe he's back on my roster. I absolutely <laughs> so I, I can't tell you how many evil smiles I had every terrible game he had this year knowing that I didn't have him and you did I was like <laughs> I just was loving it and oh. here he is back on my roster unbelievable um yeah. and, uh, Keaton Mitchell was a sweetener he's a, a high uh, low risk high reward I was like yeah I, uh, I knew I could get him in the deal from you um when I tossed you that 26 second, I sent it and I thought about it. And I'm like, maybe I should take that back. I'm like, maybe that's a little too much. And then you accept it. And I'm like, ah, I don't feel too bad about it. So that was kind yeah. of the story of that trade. But yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that, that definitely was the difference maker. I don't think I was gonna, uh, accept the deal without it. And so we could have haggled over, you know, it's just second for a third back or just a third or whatever. But like when you led with that, I was like, that works for me. Cause in my mind, like right now, Goff adds more net points to my lineup this week than Swift, you know, predictably, at least on a weekend, we got bases, particularly for my need. DJ obviously doesn't help me this year. And again, I shared my doubts with like 
his long-term future and then Keith Mitchell again was going to make money. So like for me, it's like, all right, there's like the points aspect, lineup aspect. And then, yeah, you, you basically helped me like rationalize. Okay. Well, I think DeAndre Swift is worth, you know, more than a second, but I don't think anybody's going to pay more than a first. And so anyways, yeah. uh, I think, I think we both pretty quickly found uh, uh, some, some good neutral ground there. So yeah, fun trade. Um, yeah. I, uh, I sure would like to, to go find myself another quarterback. That's, not named Will Levis unless he can throw four touchdowns like he did week one or, you know, his first week uh, of action. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, stay tuned to to see what the future looks like there for young Mr. Levis. But, uh, yeah, right now uh, I'm feeling much better having uh, having a QB1 and if he's kind of a, a low-end QB1 uh, to, to plug into my roster. So, um, yeah, it was a good deal for both of us. Yep. Agreed. All right, man. Beautiful. So let's roll into it. Playoff teams. Right now, Ben's in first place. You're in second. Chris in third. Dan in fourth. Brent in fifth. Canute and myself at the end of the pack. Who's who's the biggest surprise name there? Is there is there a big surprise name for you? Uh, honestly, I think the biggest surprise for me is Ben being in first. I mean, we, we all doubted it. Uh, at the beginning of the year and that that proved to be a mistake uh, clearly but um, yeah I think that's maybe the biggest surprise of that group Brent had a slow start and he's come on really strong so uh, that's maybe not been surprising the bigger surprise for me was the, the slow start and I haven't looked back to see like what his matchups were like was he high scoring and you know just missing you know victories or did he have Major players injured. I, I think Burrow was, yeah, he had the calf thing. So maybe that was part of it. But um, those two things stand out to me. You being in seventh place is perfect. Uh, that's all we know. So uh, <laughs> the only difference is this year, seventh place means uh, last man in rather than first man out. So uh, that's good news for you. And uh, I don't know if I have any other major surprises. I mean, I think there are probably some folks that are surprised where I'm at, but. I knew I was uh, coming in and, and riding pretty high on my team. Obviously, pre some pretty significant injuries to both my starting quarterbacks and tight end. But uh, anyways, hanging in there. So I don't know. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I, I think another an easy one to say is Canute. But when you look at the bottom teams, like uh, the teams that are just missing the cut, I, I don't think if you looked at their roster side by side, you'd really say Canute was that much worse. He's got he had good young talent and uh, actually some of that young talent hasn't even really sprung out. That's not even the reason he's there. Uh, Drake London and Chris Olave. I think Chris Olave's had a good season. Has it been a great season? Has he been, is he, where is he on? Do you know where he stands as far as points leaders? I, I don't, my guess is he's probably a mid wide receiver too, or something like that though. I think he's had, had some nice games and had some complete ghost games. Yeah, I've got him at wide receiver 15 here. So, I mean, uh, okay. go, so that's then, great. I mean, that's honestly, great. Yeah, yeah. high-end yeah. wide receiver two. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. High-end wide receiver two. So, but not, uh, again, he he didn't, you know, he's not in the top 10. It's not like uh, his young guys It's not like Keenan Allen, right? <laughs> not like wide yeah, receiver well, it, two or three overall Keenan Allen that, oh, wait, yeah, Canute had. And what did he trade him for? Uh, I think he got a couple of first round picks. He got two first round picks and he also, he included a second. So bumped back or he bumped forward in the 24 draft. And then he got a 26 first as well for Keenan Allen. 
who okay. just got 41 points last week. And that's at least his second 40-point game of the year, maybe more. I mean, he's just been yeah. just a monster. Yeah, 41 points this last week and then 45 against us in week three and 32 in week two against the Titans. Unreal. Who would have thought? Sam didn't, that's for sure. No, I turned down uh, a simple second uh, for Keenan uh, in the offseason, and I uh, think about it, it haunts me. Crazy. All right, so yeah, I, I would say, so can you, again, that's an easy answer, but I don't think it's a good answer. Um, I think my my surprise, not in the not who's in the playoffs, but who's out and so far at the bottom and He's the guy who got us all set up with this chat, so we got to be got to take it easy on him. But Pete, way down at the bottom. I mean, he traded away his first round pick, so he didn't think he was going to be down there. I mean, is it all Trevor Lawrence's fault, or what's going on there, Kamish? <laughs> I don't know. I I will uh, join Pete arm in arm in the uh, boycott Arthur Smith, get Arthur Smith fired fan club. Canute's uh, probably there too with Drake London, but. Uh, there, the, the usage with Kyle Pitts continues to just be mind-boggling. Uh, yeah, Lawrence hasn't had uh, a world-beater type of year, but I still think he's a great quarterback, and things you know they're gonna they're gonna figure it out in Jacksonville. But yeah, honestly, I I haven't paid that much attention to what's going on with Pete. But when I see that his like, not only is he putting up some of the lowest scores in the league, but his like max projected points are also some of the lowest. Like he just he just doesn't have the horses right now. And uh, yeah, it's surprising. I think that uh, we, at the beginning of the season, definitely penciled him, penciled him in maybe more as, you know, a, a middle of the pack, you know, first, first one out type of uh, a team. And uh, clearly he's, he's following in, in big brother's footsteps of trying to lose one year followed by desperately not trying to lose the next year and he's still doing it. And so, uh, I, and, and it's interesting too. I don't want to like get too far off, off track, but there's been some chatter around, Hey, you know, when did we stop doing other punishments? And, you know, are we only waffles now? Honestly, it's just kind of lazy on my side to like not have gotten out in front of it at the beginning of the year, to, like, you know, establish something. So we just kind of are continuing with the status quo, but uh, the, the proof is in the pudding that everyone's afraid of waffles. Like nobody <laughs> wants that first pick, even though you've got someone like Caleb Williams, uh, and I've heard some people throw Marvin Harrison Jr.'s name in there. I don't, I don't know if in our league you can pass up on a Mahomes compared type quarterback, but for whatever that's worth, it seems like you know we've got a lot of tankers. Matt's actively tanking. Jeremy's tanking. I think uh, there's some other folks that are tanking. But like Matt intentionally tried to beat Josh this last week, who was unsuccessful in it, but just because he would rather uh, have uh, a a worse first round and really every round draft pick than be the uh, potential uh, potentially have to, to go eat waffles again. So uh, for, for that measure, I'd say it's a, it's a pretty good, good punishment and uh, trying to trying to avoid last place. So um, yeah, I don't even know what the question was or what, what we got started on there, Peter, I guess. So uh, yeah, anyways, but, yeah, it's definitely been a surprise for me. No, that's okay. And actually that was, I was, I wanted to get there eventually that one one pick and the waffles deal too. Um, yeah, that was wild to me that that because <laughs> I was thinking I'm like, well, Matt, at the at the very least, you could just go sit in a Waffle House and you know wherever a Denny's and watch YouTube for 22 hours and have two enjoy two waffles and call it a day and take your first round pick. But um, I guess you know he he gave it a shot. 
Um, and then um, an interesting thing about that first round pick is if Josh gets it, I'm just, I'm really curious who he picks. I don't know everybody else's Saturday habits, but I'm pretty sure Josh probably watches the most college football of anyone in our league. Do you know, I, you might know some of the other guys in this league better than I do, but Josh watches a lot of college football. So I'm kind of excited for him to finally actually get in the draft. It's never really been a part of his dynasty strategy, which always kind of surprised me. He's always traded away those picks for players, but he's got a lot of college football knowledge. So I'm kind of curious who he's looking at, whether it's, yeah, Caleb, if he had that first round pick, would he, would he take Caleb Williams is option number, you know, is option number one, kind of the, it's kind of, he's like the Trevor Lawrence of his draft, right? I mean, he was the no brainer and look how that panned out. So it's never, it's never a guarantee. Um, Not that Trevor Lawrence is bad. He's just not been the superstar uh, that you would hope to get out of a, you know, a number one trick, number one pick from three years ago, I think. Uh, But again, he'll be a great, he'll be a good player. I'm not, not bashing him. I I always bash Peter's players. Apparently I bashed Pitts too much or something last time, but um, (laughs) so Caleb Williams, right. That's one option. Or you trade the pick to somebody who really, really wants Caleb Williams and you, you get a haul probably, you know, from Jeremy, you probably get two or, you know, he's got quarterbacks too, but you know, you get, you get a couple first round picks and some players, you'd probably get quite the haul or yeah. Yep. Does he have another player in mind, like a Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, to go with his Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, who will be very well rested for next year. Yeah. I, I just think if, if, if Harrison's his guy, then you trade back. Like you, you don't, you don't not take the best player available at, at one Oh one. Um, and like we've we've seen in this league that you can't really ever have quarterbacks. Uh, Josh for, for a while had had three and uh, three good ones, surprisingly with with Gino and then and Kyler and Deshaun. And so um, Deshaun obviously out for the year, but we expect him back next year. He still hasn't really clicked, but let's say he gets eighty percent back to his Houston self. That's that's definitely someone you're plugging in every week. Kyler is just coming back, but he had the legs of old Kyler uh, this last week and made some good throws. So, like, what I'd expect is that Josh maybe tells Kyler uh, before the season's over to somebody who needs some quarterback help. Uh, It would have been a lot easier if Deshaun had not gotten hurt because now he's traded away Geno and Kyler is his only quarterback that I'm aware of that he could plug into his, his lineup. So, in his, you know, desperation to not get stuck in a waffle uh, because he did not own his first round pick. Like my guess is that's maybe appealing move for him to make now. But uh, if you got Deshaun coming back and maybe some other picks from uh, and players, and then knows he can walk in and uh, at the beginning of the you know the draft take a uh, you know, another stud quarterback there. That seems like a, a move you would at least consider. So, um, anyways, yeah, that's it, it'll be very interesting to see both where where the picks land and yeah, based on positional needs, um, what teams decide to do with those picks. Yeah. So if so, if Josh has the first pick, that's sort of thing. If if it's Pete or or Matt, they're probably the, are they the two other ones fighting for that la- that first pick. Does I think Maddie Jeremy's got anymore? an edge on Matt from a tank. Uh, I think, I think hey, Jonathan, you're you're breaking up a little bit, so I'm gonna just kind of, I'm gonna 
take over for a second here and see if you kind of clear out of your area. I know you're driving. So just take a breather real quick. Hopefully I don't lose you. But um, so right now, Jeremy's got 10 victory points and Sam has nine. Matt has nine. Peter has six. Josh has six. If I'm correct, the, the standings are based off of victory points, not overall points, correct? Jonathan, you there? I'm here, but it sounds like you can't hear me very well. Uh, I can hear you a little better now. Go ahead. It's based on victory points, correct? Yeah, it's based on victory points. Okay, so then Jeremy doesn't really have a shot, does he? Because if Josh and – or I guess Josh is trying to win. Okay, I see what you're saying. So Peter – because that's right, because the bottom two aren't actually tanking. Um. Matt is with nine, so he's got the the lead with on Jeremy by one. So, um, yeah, okay. So I guess yeah, it's still it's it's still up for grabs. So, um, yeah, a lot of options, and obviously a lot of things can change before June. Yeah, a ton. <laughs> so it'll be it'll be really interesting to see not trying to tank if they can climb their way uh, out. And if the tankers can can move their way all the way to the top of the draft board, and if that's something they want to do with everybody trying to dodge that uh, the waffles, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun you know final. Really, I guess just uh, what four weeks here because the uh, the draft order for non playoff teams will be solidified after week fourteen. So um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see what happens here. Yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, well, Kamish, just to give you an update while you're driving here. Jamar Chase still at two points with eight minutes left in the fourth. And the projection for Bort is 114. And Ben is at 138. It doesn't look good to knock Ben out of that first spot. Well, at least we have Sam Howell. We got Sam Howell. He could have a well, he could have a monster day. He's playing the New York Giants. So that's why that's why Bort started him over Burrow the matchup. So good call there. Obviously you can't predict the injury, but worked out. Um, Tony Pollard hasn't scored a touchdown all year. I don't think, and he's projected at 12. So that could be a number that, that doesn't quite reach it. He hasn't let's see the last time Tony Pollard scored 12 points was week six against the chargers. He scored 14. So, I mean, there's a, there's a projection number that might not quite help him, but AJ Brown on Monday night against Kansas city. That smells like 30 to 40 points. So we'll see. <laughs> it's not looking good for, it's not looking good to get Ben out of that bye week, which that's tough. That means Ben needs to win two games to end the league. Yep. And I mean, he obviously has to play, uh, you know, the, 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 the hot team at the, the wrong time for him in order to happen. You know, I think, I think Brent has, you know, I know Bort scored the the highest points this previous week, and Ben's been in, you know, the top or top three in scoring for uh, for quite some time now. And so, um, yeah, the the, uh, the 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 best teams will make the playoffs, and then at that point, it's a bit of a, a crapshoot. But uh, you uh, obviously increase your chances quite significantly if you cut out that game. So that was the idea with getting rid of the the second. Uh, first round by and just giving it to the top team is making it that much harder for a repeat. So kudos to Ben, if he's able to lock that up, um, he's beat 
all of his top competition, uh, me, Dan, Chris, uh, and if he gets through Brent this week, uh, I know he lost to Canute, so no disrespect to Canute's team. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, he's, he's, he's been fortunate and uh, had, had good games. So he'll, uh, he'll have earned that path, and we, uh, we need to do everything we can to, to knock him out of it or hope he stumbles. Uh, but he's he's doing this despite losing a a top five this season fantasy quarterback in Cousins, and so um, yeah, good on Ben. Yeah, Ben has been a top scorer in five in the last five weeks. He's been a top three scorer. So uh, looking at the matchups this week, uh, obviously the game of the week is 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 Ben and Bort. If Bort can kind of pull off a miracle here. Um, just gotta just need some in, yeah. So some things gotta happen, but honestly, anything can happen. Um, otherwise, uh, looks like the next closest as far as winning percentage, and maybe oh Sam and uh, that's and that's a good matchup. Sam and Canute um, are pretty close to a 50-50 split now. Um, Canute having a decent start to his week with Joe Mixon at eighteen points right now, and Zay Flowers at eight. So. Um, nothing too exciting, but, uh, you know, both of these guys want to win and stay in the playoffs. Canute, especially, uh, Sam. Yeah. His path would be, yeah, it would be victory would be really be victory points. I think to, to jump myself and Canute. So this would be a big win for Sam. If he can pull it off uh, again, they're mm, split. They're yeah. about 50, 50 in projections. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I just pulled in. So I'm looking at that now that, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really, really big game for both of those two. Um, the, uh, the other couple things that are jumping off to me on the, the matchups this week is, is Josh is playing Jeremy and Jeremy is tanking. So less fearful of waffled, but he should slide past Josh there. Uh, I'm assuming I'm not looking at victory points right now, but their records will be the same and, and Josh is going to continue to try to win. So, um, that'll be, uh, an interesting shakeup in the, uh, top of the draft. Yeah. So Josh would be at eight and then eight victory points. Cause I, I don't think he's going to be in the top half. So Jeremy would stay at 10. Josh would go to eight. Peter's looking, let's say he, let's say he doesn't get any, he's still at six. So Pete's at the bottom. Matt will remain at nine. If I beat him, which is likely. So it'll be with, with that said, so it'll be Pete at the bottom with what did I say. Did he get, will he get his two? No. He'll get uh, no. He gets none. He He's still at the end. bottom with six. He's at the bottom with six or seven at the end of this week is what it looks like. Gotcha. I can't help but like continue to be surprised and confused at Mark's team. Also, I mean, he's he's managed to win four games. He's like almost every single player in his starting lineup was not there at the start of the year. I see. I mean, Quentin Johnston was on roster and KJ Osborne and I know he drafted uh HN but man the the turnover that he's done and the future capital he had that he's given up in order to have a team that is probably still going to miss the playoffs this year is very uh baffling to me. Yeah, uh, I keep also waiting buying I keep... old guys like Henry and Kittle and Jacobs ish for you know RB land and I can't I, I if we were to talk about trades for the year like I did not do any sort of like research and deep dive but the 
the most egregious trade that I can think of is Kenny Pickett for Brees Hall straight up. Like, I know he needed a quarterback, but he wasn't like one quarterback away from winning a championship. It was a very, very, like, so-so. I mean, he's quarterback 28 on the year. I'm sure Brees Hall is averaging more points per game than Kenny Pickett. And uh, Mm -hmm. Hall is a consensus top three dynasty running back. Um, Pretty much, you know, no matter where you go. And so I just, I, I felt, and I'm sure so many, everybody else in the league felt the same way, but like just crushed knowing that that was the, the going rate for Brees Hall, at least in that moment. So I don't know. What do you think about what Mark's doing? Yeah, that was so, yeah. So to continue on that trade agreed. Yeah. It was definitely puzzling. You would, I can't imagine he shopped Brees Hall much if that's where he settled. I feel like he, you're right. He just kind of took a quarterback and, and ran with it. I, I, yeah. I, I, cause I feel like I, yeah, I would have questioned giving up Goff right then and there for Brees Hall straight up, you know, like, and I, I think that that's a better quarterback. I think there's a lot of people who, who's like, Oh, I could have put a better package together for Brees Hall, but uh, um, just yeah, a, a small correction is I don't, I don't think Brees Hall's really had a great year this year, but that doesn't mean that. Yeah. People don't want him. He's really had uh week five and six. He scored 27, 17, Otherwise, it's been eh, yeah, it's been pretty average. It's been uh, a couple si- single digit games. Week one was fifteen points. So here he scored fifteen. He scored one point against Dallas. He scored two against New England. Eight against Kansas City. So um, I don't remember exactly when Mark traded him. Was it before the year started? Uh, yeah, it was September sixth. Yeah. So okay. So yeah. So he didn't do it because the games were bad. But yeah, but and then like, it was 27 17. Logs, yeah, I mean, he had yeah. four touches in week two and, and six touches. So, like, he was coming back from injury. They were trying to figure out who they were. With no, I understand. I understand that. You just said that he may be averaging more points than Kenny Pickett, which I, I'm just saying, I don't think that's gotcha. true. But, gotcha. Okay. So, but yeah, yeah to yeah. go off, but yeah, again, what Mark's doing, I keep waiting for him to kind of let off the gas pedal and like start acquiring some of those picks back to maybe some playoff teams that are, that want some of these vet veterans. But yeah, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. He's just going to kind of keep rolling with these guys. Um, I've talked to him a little bit, so I know he is willing to trade. He just hasn't done it yet. So, um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it was it's 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 a little puzzling, but um, yeah, I mean, he's got like a a, a fun team, I guess. But yeah, I know I think I'd rather have the, the draft capital than have have some have some names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and still miss the playoffs. And so, like, I realize he doesn't have his own first and. So he's not, you know, incentivized to tank, but uh, still there's a difference between, you know, not tanking and still, you know, recognizing where your team's at and, you know, playing playing the long game here and, and not just buying win now players on the team that can't win now. So uh, anyways, it's, it's interesting. You know, I see him and, you know, their teams like Damper Strollos, who I'm, I'm playing this week. And if all things go according to plan here, I'll, I'll beat him and he'll be five and six and, definitely on the outside looking in from a playoff standpoint, but not yet tanking. And so um, I, uh, I'm i like curious if we start to see uh, him and maybe others in, in those positions. He doesn't have his own first. So again, same scenario where um, doesn't seem like there's an incentive to tank, but curious if uh, teams like that start to, to look to, to the future and maybe sell some, some players here before the, the trade deadline. Yeah. And, and say Texas Dan's doing his best to, knock you out he's got Odell Beckham having a day over there 16 points with your tight end Drew Sample at five 
<laughs> my my pickup today because I have no healthy tight end. Yeah, I uh, you know he was only projected for two points, so I'll take four points. But <laughs> I have one healthy tight end. I, I have one tight end that's not on by this week, and uh, Gerald Everett hasn't practiced all week, so I was like, I'd rather take two points than no points. So I'm risking it, and uh, I'll take it paying off. So, anyways, yeah, all Odell right. can stop. Um, yeah, it's got to be. This has got to be the best week of his season, I would think. Yeah, it is so far. So far this year, I know we scored last week. So okay, yeah, Even better than yeah, last still week. Still not quite sixteen. Well, He's congratulations. I hope the rest of your players suck. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else we want right. to talk well, about I'm not today? Too scared. Of... Any? Did you want to cover any rule stuff? Or um, is there anything else? Is there anything else you thought of? I was kind of looking at the notes that we had for covering stuff, and we got through most of it. Um, I know you said you don't, uh, you don't want to bury Peter too hard, but I mean, in the spirit of like other trades that stick, stick out to me and bad trades, like it was brought up in the, the discord this week too, but that, that trade just continues to look worse and worse for Peter, um, moving his, what was it? He, he sold his first and Sam's first plus some seconds for Josh's first. Did I get that right? Yeah, that sounds right. I had to. I was scrolling through to figure out when he did that trade, and yeah, it was way. It was before the season started as well, I believe. Um, right. I, I was. I was so scrolling for quite I, some time before I found it. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty certain that he reached out to me and probably others like before that trade, just like, "Hey, am I crazy thinking about this?" And I said, like, from my perspective, you're making this trade on the assumption that the pick you're getting is 101 and that your pick and Sam's are going to be, you know, mid to late or whatever. And in that lens, you see value, but like that's the absolute best case scenario. And what if that is not the case? And even if it is the case, if you're having to pay, like it's the best case scenario, why don't you wait until the best case scenario becomes reality and it's actually 101 or you're at least much closer to it and then pay that price because here you are sitting just in like, you know, total regret on, on making that move. And, uh, you know, no, no other, you know, players are swapped, no, you know, other Im- impact, you know, immediate impacts on this season's value. So it was just a, uh, a very high risk with like low reward because the the value is like already like completely baked into it so um anyways i I, i'm sure nobody feels worse about that deal than pete but uh that that certainly is another head scratcher for me uh when we think about like big moves this year yeah and i think it's you know pete was he i almost I, i wonder if part of it played in the fact that like he didn't want to tank again and he didn't even want an excuse to tank again (laughs) <laughs> because you know, it's like, it, 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 but man, it's got obviously it feels so much worse to sit there and lose as you're trying to win without your first round pick than it does to lose on purpose with your first round pick, knowing at least there's a little treat I get at the end of the tunnel here. And uh, yeah, that treat's just been shoved right, right into the ground and spit on, and it's just yeah, terrible. But I'm, I, he can he can lean on Bort because I'm guaranteed Bort feels pretty similar to the trade that he made with uh, a commission our league here with Tyreek Hill for uh, 
for <laughs> hey Jahan Dotson is the future of Sam Howell's commanders and he'll have the most dangerous stack in uh in all of fantasy football here you are so dirty you can't yeah. you, you, you've got the guy and you're still just rubbing it in hey, I, I might trade him Tyreek back uh for next year if he still wants him for Sam and, and Jahan yeah, I mean, that that sounds good, especially because uh, I think after next year, Tyreek's done with football and wants to be a porn star. So, pretty uh, sure. We'll, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see how how that goes for Mister Cheetah. But, anyways, um, fun to make a trade with you this week. Fun to hop on and, and talk ball. Skull Vikes this weekend in Mile High. Uh, I don't care that Denver has beat Kansas City and now Buffalo. Uh, um, they're they're going to lose to the Vikes this week, right? Yeah, I say I don't think the winning streak matters. It's I think it kind of helps that they're coming off of a emotional win there. It kind of helps the Vikes come in and maybe take advantage of that. We see it all the time. So, yeah, I, that's I'm, my thought too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I like and the pastor. The pastor not as comfortable at elevation, right? The pass the what? The pastor not Josh Dobbs. Oh, he, is is more comfortable at elevation? Yes, yeah, he's, yeah. He's great up high, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I've, I, I, I actually saw a. It was a parody account that said something about uh, uh, Jaron Hall that the Viking that he cleared uh, concussion protocol and he was that they were going to start Jaron Hall despite uh, Josh Dobbs' success. And I had I gave one really good <laughs> fist pump and I was like, no way, this doesn't. And I started looking at the comments and I'm like, son of a. I'm like, of course not, but because I'm like, oh, sweet, I got another quarterback, and I'm like, but yeah, I know that's not happening until Josh Dobbs falls, you know, yeah, gets his concussion, so we'll see. Yeah, that's right. All right, no, well, loving it, have, I, loving uh, it as a Vikes fan, man, it's great. Yeah, so good. So, hey, I see. Uh, Keith Mitchell's got eight carries tonight. I uh, I hope he continues to get more of the workload for you, and that he's uh he's a good running back. Yeah, we'll see. I say every time when he touches, he is so fast. You so you drafted him in the fourth round. Uh, I think you drafted him and Sean Tucker back to back, and I think I may have even traded like out from in front of you. And I was looking at Keaton Mitchell. So um, be, for exactly that reason, his uh, I'm pretty sure all of his forty times were like top three or something like that in the combine. So I, I knew his name before he started coming out there. And I, I was excited about, uh, about him as a player. And I was just like, yeah. So the fact that I could get him tossed in with, I was like, I'll give it him a shot. Cause yeah, he is so fast when he has the ball. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah, that's sure. where the NFL is yeah, going. I, Look I, at the dolphins. I, I love my late round running backs. It looks like I picked him at three fourteen. So last pick in the third. I think Kyron Williams was a fourth or fifth round pick for me. Ty Chandler was a like a fourth or fifth round pick for me. So, anyways, uh, a couple of those dart throws uh, that might have actually worked out. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, enough uh, enough rostrating here. Uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll cut it uh, cut it here and uh, go get some sleep before our kids need us and uh, we're back to the dad life. But always uh, always good to chat with you, man. Yeah, man, it was good good talking to you. And yeah, looking forward to the next pod, fathers. All right. We'll chat soon. Bye, everybody. All right. See you guys.
how many times I have to hit the pause.